It is really good to be back with all of our listeners today on Search the Scriptures. We want to welcome you, and we want to just tell you how pleased we are to have this opportunity to be with you each day on this program. And we pray that as we continue to open up God's Word together on a daily basis, that we're both growing in our knowledge of God's Word, and particularly we pray that you're growing stronger in that knowledge, and as you do, that you're coming closer to God. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We keep repeating that. And you know, it's not something that we, can, that we should ever get too tired of hearing because we need to refresh ourselves continually with the reality that in order for us to walk with God faithfully, we've got to be in his word. We've got to know what it says and we've got to live by those teachings. We pray that we're helping you along that line and thereby helping you get ready for heaven. That is our prayer for you. Dennis Stackhouse, good to see you again, brother. Thank you, Gary. Certainly wonderful to be here today with you on the program and to have all of our listeners joining us here on Search the Scriptures. We do so much appreciate the fact that you've tuned in and you're ready to open up your Bible and explore some of those great wonders and truths recorded for all of us there. You know, you talk uh, about the importance of God's Word in your introductory remarks, Gary, and so true. And it reminded me of a statement in John, actually 2 John, verse 9, where we read, Whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. And John, the writer there, is telling us that anyone who fails to abide or live in or continue in the doctrine, which simply means the teachings of Christ, does not have God. And again, that amplifies the importance of knowing God's word, of being a student of it, and, as you pointed out from Romans 10, verse 17, allowing that word to help our faith grow. And John went on in that verse to say that whoever does abide in the doctrine of Christ, this individual has both the Father and the Son. And certainly, we hope that's the situation all of our listeners are striving to be in. Amen. And you know, it goes on and, and talks about in, in the following verse or two that we're not even supposed to listen to somebody who is teaching false doctrine. At least we're not supposed to encourage them in that teaching. Yeah, John even said you shouldn't have them in your home. If that's what they're doing, yeah, that's what he says. Yes, yes. it is. So, you know, that's the importance. And I'm not sure that a whole lot of people really recognize just how emphatic God's word is that we need to be sure about what we believe and teach and practice in our Christian lives. It really is such an important thing for each and every one of us, Gary, to be rooted and grounded in the word of God because we're not going to learn initially how to become a Christian. After that, we won't know how to remain and live faithfully as a Christian or we'll know nothing about the heavenly home that awaits those who do live faithfully before God. That's exactly right. Well, Dennis, we're going to talk about uh, the key to greatness. And the key to greatness is tied to what we've just been talking about as far as the word being so important to get us where we ought to be mm -hmm. and to make sure that we're living by, by God's will. 
Yes. His word teaches us his will. Exactly. And if we're going to achieve the best things that we can possibly achieve in life, and that ultimately should point us toward eternity, mm -hmm. then we're going to have to live by God's word. Yeah, there's no other way that we can do it. It's the only guide, the only teaching, the only body of information that will take us to that eternal destiny we know is heaven. Exactly right. Now, there are a whole lot of self-help self books out there or success manuals. Mm -hmm. In fact, our society, our culture is just covered with them. <laughs> they are. And we really seem to have this uh, fixation, you know, on trying to be successful. What does this person say I need to do mm -hmm. to become successful? Mm -hmm. What does it mean to be successful? Mm -hmm. How can I achieve it? I mean, they just keep churning these books out one after another. They certainly do, yes. You can go to seminars and pay a whole lot of money mm -hmm. to learn how to be successful generally Indeed. and particularly in some field or another. Yes, that's right. Well, what is the key to success? What is the formula to become successful? What makes an individual a great person? Mm -hmm. We might think of it, we're, again, pretty fixated on sports in yes. our culture. Mm -hmm. What makes a sports team a great team? Mm -hmm. What makes a, a certain athlete a great athlete or so successful at his particular sport? Mm -hmm. Why are certain Bible characters remembered in Scripture as great men and women of faith? And then we might say, what makes a congregation of the Lord's church great? Mm -hmm. Well, some people might say, I, I have an idea. They might say, money, right? Money is, is the answer. Many would say that, yes. But that's not correct. Some would say, particularly when it comes to sports endeavors, athletics, but some might also say when it comes to, to uh, business endeavors or mm -hmm. Or maybe somebody who is a, a great preacher of the gospel even, they might say super ability is the key. Mm -hmm. We've all heard that, I'm sure. Yeah, it's probably a logical kind of uh, assumption, mm -hmm. but that's not it either. Some might say, well, you know, these things come along once in a lifetime mm -hmm. or only at certain opportunity, opportune moments. And so it's being in exactly the right place at exactly the right time when a particular opportunity presents itself and you're there mm -hmm. and you're ready to take advantage of that opportunity. Mm, yes. Some people would call that luck. Not correct. <laughs> yeah. How lucky I was. Yes. Yeah, that's not the answer either, though. No. None of those are. And you could come up with a whole string of additional suggestions that would be equally incorrect. That's right. An important key to greatness, true greatness on most any level, is character. Mm, indeed. Character. Now, some people might be bored by the very concept. That's true. And there are a whole lot of people, Dennis who might reject 
the idea because they are individuals of questionable character. Very likely, that's right. And they don't want their conscience bothered. Mm-hmm. Yes. But a person's quality of nature, of moral strength, of integrity, of dependability, and that's what character is, mm-hmm. that is a key to greatness, true greatness. Yes, that's, that's so much the case, Gary. And, you know, I, I remember hearing uh, many years ago someone define character by saying character is what a person is when no one else is looking. Uh, when no one else is looking, right. <laughs> yeah, and it, it seems a little strange to say it that way at first, but when you stop and think about it, there's a lot of truth in that statement. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know... It's easy to discipline yourself to drive according to the speed limit when you look in your rearview mirror and here's a police car mm-hmm. behind you. Yes, or you see one stationed at a strategic point just a little bit ahead of you. Yeah, and maybe you can even see ahead and see there's a a uh, you know a, a gun out there. You know, uh-huh. you know that yes. one of the the uh, speed guns out there. Right, and it's taking your, it's gauging your speed. Well, mm-hmm. it's easy to drive within the legal limits then. Yes. But what about when you're out in the country, you know? Mm-hmm. Nobody's around. Mm-hmm. Do you drive at the speed limit then? Good question. Now, that might be a rather trite illustration in some people's minds, but we're talking about character. Absolutely. And it's what you just said. Mm-hmm. How do you act when nobody's looking? That's right. When nobody's around. Mm-hmm. When nobody's going to nab you there or, mm-hmm. or point their finger at you and say, ah, oh, you're wrong. You're doing that wrong. You're making a mistake. Yes. You're violating the law. Yeah. Character. Yes. In Roman, uh, rather Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 34, there's a familiar statement that we would all do well to keep in mind. Yes. There we read, righteousness exalts a nation but sin is a reproach to any people. Boy, does our nation ever need to burn that truth into its brain uh, today. That is definitely the case. Our leaders, our educators, our business people, our citizens in general, we need to live by that truth. We certainly do, because as we look around us and as we understand what's occurring and as we relate what's occurring to God's Word, we have to say that much of it involves sinful practice. Yes, yes. Now, let's look at an example of the principle that we're talking about from history. According to the historian Gibbon, The Roman Empire fell because of five failures on the part of its citizenry. Number one, the rapid increase of divorce, Hmm. undermining the sanctity of the home, which is the basis of society. Mm -hmm. Number two, higher and higher taxes and the spending of public money for bread and celebration. Yes. Number three, 
the mad craze for pleasure, sports becoming every year more exciting and brutal. Right. And of course, we know something about the gladiators being mm-hmm. forced to fight to the death for the entertainment of the citizens. That's right. Number four, the building of gigantic armaments when the real enemy was within, which was the decadence of the people. Mm -hmm. And number five, the decay of religion, faith fading into mere form. Mm. Boy. Those are pretty striking. Pretty much hitting home, I would say. (laughs) Describe our country today? I think it does. Our culture? Absolutely. Now, I know we could probably say a whole lot of cultures across the globe. But we're where we live. This Mm -hmm. hits us where we're at. It certainly does. We have the rapid increase of divorce. Mm. We see our taxes going higher all the time, Mm -hmm. generally speaking, and spending on very questionable expenses to a great extent, the mad craze for pleasure. Now, we haven't got gladiators out there fighting (laughs) to the death yet for the entertainment of the folks, but boy, it's getting, seems like getting more and more brutal. It certainly does. And our focus is more and more on that kind of entertainment, you know, Mm -hmm. just sports and let's, Mm -hmm. you know, get it more exciting. And Mm -hmm. what is more exciting than being brutal? Yeah. And then the the building of gigantic armaments. Well, we understand the need for defense. Mm -hmm. But then how far do we go with that? Right. And when do we ever recognize that the real enemy, the number one enemy, always starts within? It does. And that is, to a great extent, in our culture today, the decadence of the people. Certainly it is. And then when you look at that fifth one, the decay of religion, where faith fades into mere form, mm-hmm. boy, you, you really have to just shake your head and the shivers have to go up and down your spine because that is exactly where we're at today. Yes, it certainly is. No question about it. Now, if the mightiest empire, and it was truly an empire in that day and age, after reigning virtually supreme for so long, could end up falling. Mm -hmm. And the historian points to those particular factors as being key to the fall. Mm -hmm. How foolish are we to assume that, ah, can't happen to us? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we really do need to look at history and learn a lesson because it does indeed repeat itself. Now, these particular points that we're making here, though, and the general principle that we're talking about, character and righteousness, true righteousness, exalting a nation and sin being a reproach to any people or any nation, boy, they would get absolutely no credibility in our mainstream national media today. No, none whatsoever. Very little anyway. Mm -hmm. And if they got any, there would probably be a particular spin or application. But the general principle, could you imagine some of our newscasters 
using the word sin in a broadcast <laughs> and see their eyes roll back in their heads as they look to the ceiling and kind of, you know, the idea of, of giving it uh, disrespect, the very concept, the idea of it. You know, really, if someone did that, there wouldn't be enough switchboards to take all the calls that would come in complaining about it. I'm yes. afraid. Yes. And, and I, you know, someone did that, then you'd have all of these other media personnel attacking that person oh. for the next two or three days, perhaps. Absolutely. Yeah, and somebody calling for their their network to fire them, oh, yes. get rid of them. Mm -hmm. Well, the story goes that many years ago, and we're talking about way back in the history of our nation, a Frenchman came to the United States. And he searched for the secret of America's greatness. Mm -hmm. And when he looked around and observed and tried to analyze, he came to this conclusion. America is great because America is good. Mm -hmm. Dennis, I don't think that could be said about our country today to the same depth that it was said at that time, supposedly. You, I fear, would not be able to say that in a blanket sort of way. No. Uh, now, there's, there's undoubtedly going to be pockets in our society where that's true. It would still hold true. But overall, I'm afraid it doesn't. I'm afraid you're right. And much to our shame. Yes, indeed. The idea of goodness has been turned on its head Mm. it's been pulled inside out mm -hmm. and turned around backwards. Yes. It's difficult to hold a standard of goodness generally across the board because it's just been turned into a, an arbitrary concept. Whatever mm -hmm. anybody wants to consider good we're supposed to let them have that and, and let that be something of a standard for the rest of us, at least to respect. Mm -hmm. We're not supposed to tell somebody, that's not good, that's wrong, mm -hmm. that's evil, because then we're, suppo we're supposedly judgmental in making those assessments mm -hmm. and those that's pronouncements. Right. Yes, that's exactly the case. And yet, Dennis, we've got to stand up for righteousness. Well... We really do, you know, and especially for people who identify themselves as Christians, you know, those who are doing their very best to live by God's will and his teachings. That's something the Heavenly Father expects from us. It absolutely is. If we turn to the very first Psalm, Psalm 1, we look at the first six verses. We need to read those passages over and over again. Yeah, that's right. There we read, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, 
nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. That's a great psalm. Oh, it's wonderful. As I said, we need to read that psalm on an individual basis, on a regular basis, repeatedly. Mm -hmm. Yes. We ought to be reading that, I don't know how often, but it ought to be fairly frequent. Mm -hmm. Keep ourselves aware of the truths that are communicated in that psalm. That's right. Now, goodness is a meaningless concept without God. Oh, yes, there's no doubt about that. Meaningless concept. Mm Mm-hmm. In Matthew chapter 19 and verse 17, what does Jesus say? Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. And that is the bottom line. No one is good but God. Yes, that's correct. Without God, there's no such thing as goodness. It's all relative. It's arbitrary. It's subject to our emotional feelings at any particular moment in time and subject to change from moment to moment. That's right. The psalmist, though, got it right. Mm -hmm. If we really want to be people of character, if we want to live the way of character, then we're going to have to live the way of God. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. That's the way that prospers. It certainly is. And that's evidenced by the individual walking in the counsel of God. Yes. And abstaining from the influences of unrighteousness. Absolutely. He's going to live by God's teachings, mm-hmm. not just by what feels good that particular moment, but he's going to discipline himself to learn God's will communicated in his word and then live by those teachings. That's correct. That's the way of character. Mm-hmm. That's the way of righteousness. Mm-hmm. And that's the way of ultimate success in this life, getting us to eternity. Our time is up. We need to stop here, park until next time, then we'll come back and we'll continue this particular study. And I believe it is pertinent for every single individual. We need to think about what we're doing, how we're living, where we're going, what our life is like. Do we have the character that God has instructed us to have, to live by, to exhibit? If we don't, well, again, character is a key to greatness and ultimate success. We do hope that you'll contact us right away and ask for that free Bible study. And you can begin learning how God would have you live your life right from his word. We hope to hear from you soon.